Yo, welcome to the bottom bitch, aka the Sancha episode of the Whiskey Sick Podcast, episode number 73. Hit him with that Nipsey. All my life, been grinding all my life. Sacrifice, hustle, pay the price. Wanna slice, got to roll the dice, that's why. All my life, I've been grinding all my life. Look, all my life, been grinding all my life. Sacrifice, hustle, pay the price. Wanna slice, got to roll the dice, that's why. All my life, I've been grinding all my life. Look, I'm married to this gang, that's who I made my wife. Said I'd die alone, I told that bitch she probably right. One thing that's for sure, not a stranger to this life. Got a safe that's full of Franklin's and a shoulder full of stripes. I don't know a nigga like myself. I say self-made, meaning I designed myself. County jail fades, you can pull my foul yourself. Spot rage, swallow rocks, I'm getting high myself. Nah, damn right, I like the life I built. I'm from West Side 60, shit, I might got killed. Standing so tall, they think I might got stills. Legendary baller like Mike, like Will. 96 Impala, thug life on wheels. Up against the wall, squabble at Fox Hills Like a motherfucking boss, ask me how I feel Successful street nigga touching them first meals Whoa. All my life, been grinding all my life Sacrifice, hustle pay the price Wanna slice, got to roll the dice, that's why All my life, I been grinding all my life uh, All my life, been grinding all my life Sacrifice, hustle pay the price Wanna slice, got to roll the dice, that's why Motherfucking Nipsey Hustle, motherfuckers. R.I.P. Motherfucking Nipsey Hustle, man. Uh, let's get right up into this shit. Um, welcome, episode number 73 of the Whiskey Sick Podcast. Uh, we're going to be hitting you off with some uh, Nipsey Hustle songs here and there today. Um, seems like just the other day we were doing the Prodigy, uh, the infamous Prodigy. I think it was like number 10 or 11, one of the early episodes of the Whiskey Sick Podcast when uh, Prodigy of Mob Deep died. We did a whole Prodigy episode of of the Whiskey Sick Podcast. And, and fucking here we are again. You know, uh, with Prodigy, it was more of uh, some natural kind of causes. Some, some fuckery came out uh, later on that uh, he, he choked on an egg while he was in the hospital. I refuse to believe that shit. Um, I didn't see no evidence, no proof of that as hearsay. Uh, stricken from the motherfucking records. That's libel. Uh, it's, uh, it's, I, I ain't believing it. Uh, I think he, you know, he had some sickle cell and he had complications of sickle cell, um, which led him to choke on a, a motherfucking egg. Uh, but anyways, Nipsey Hustle, that whole shit, that shit, you know, just went down. Um, first off, welcome to the motherfucking. Let me let me hold off in, in, into the. Let me let me holler at you, motherfuckers. I catch up with y'all. It's been a couple weeks. This is an impromptu, an impromptu episode of the Whiskey Sick Podcast. I had no idea I was doing this shit today. I tried to do it the other day. Then the old lady and, and the triple champ switched up the plans on me today. Today I was supposed to take the triple champ. Uh, to the beach for the first time, let them let get out there and uh, run sprints in the sand like Rocky and, and Apollo Creed uh, in, in the Rocky movies. Uh, we had plans to run some sprints, um, see if he could uh, keep up with his old man. Uh, but then all of a sudden, you know, the old lady said, you know, switched it up and said she wanted to, to take him to, uh, to the family's house. I said, all right, and here we are. Here we are in the Whiskey Sick Pod doing the podcast. I said, fuck it, I'm hopping on. Um, this is going to be known as as the bottom bitch episode, as you heard at the, the, the very, what do you call that, an intro? 
I guess kind of my, my little mini intros in the, in, in, at the beginning of these things. Um, bottom bitch episode, the Sancha episode, side piece episode, whatever the fuck you want to call it. Um, just because I'm going at a couple, um, couple of my main, my main bottom bitches, you know, the show's bottom bitches. Um, every time I, I try to let these motherfuckers go, they come, they come back. They're, they're suckers for love, gluttons for, gluttons for punishment, and they're begging for my attention. Uh, my young ho's back, my young ho's back. Polly Malinaji, he's back. He's back. Uh, maybe better than ever. Maybe better than ever. So I'm going to get all up in those asses. Uh, LeVar Ball, another motherfucker that I shat on uh, many, many episodes ago. Um, he's back. He's on some super nuclear Hiroshima fuckboy shit. Like, this dude's out of control. His own family said, fuck him. We can get into that. Got lots of fight talk. Um, Cardi B's the new Cosby. I don't give a fuck what you say. Uh, you heard it here first. Uh, we can get into that. Um, shit. If I'm here, fucking, you know, you know my location. Drop a pin. Dago Bitch, California. 85 degrees today. Rocking hard. And we, we up in the fucking lab. Uh, Hollerman doing episode number 73. Um, chonies and, and murder champs. All up in the chonies and murder champs for this episode. It's hot. It's ass napkin season. Um, this is usually the time of year where I do the um, public service announcement for the ass napkin. Um, still waiting for some some sponsors to come in. Uh, maybe some engineers um, to help me with you know constructing an actual ass napkin to purchase. Um, reusable, flushable. I, I'm not sure. Maybe I give each op. Maybe there's a, a reusable one that you can just throw in the wash, and maybe there's some disposable ones uh, for the go. If you don't know what ass napkin is, it's just you know you get yourself a nice little. Uh, you ever you out out in public when it gets hot, you know, and, and you start getting that ass between your cheeks, and it's just it's just nasty. You get 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 like a little paste in there. You gotta like make pit stops and like wipe your ass. You're not even taking a shit. You're going into the restroom. You're like finding a restroom at you know the Home Depot or some shit. Pulling over just to go use the restroom uh, to wipe the ass sweat out your motherfucking cheeks so you can have a little bit of relief. Um, ass napkin. You get you get yourself. I usually go with the quilted bounty quilted northern uh, quicker picker upper. Uh, you get yourself a little square of that shit and, and you fold it at least enough to fold it three times. Give yourself a trifold. Um, and get it up there in the crack of your butt, and, and and you, I would sit down and insert it, and then stand up. That usually does the trick. Now, if it's a little too thick, your your butt cheek, will, your butt'll hurt, your butthole will hurt a little bit. Um, unless you're into other kinds of shit with your ass, then nothing's gonna hurt. But so sometimes you might make it a little too thick, so you just gotta refold it, get a little thinner. Anyways, the point is, it's ass napkin season. You get that in there, you won't have you won't have that problem. There's no swamp ass. It just absorbs all the swamp ass. Just make sure um, that you remove it before you engage in any kind of sexual activity. Um, I have forgotten my ass napkin in while smashing, and I got called out on it uh, straight up. Uh, I, had the mirror in the back. I was going missionary. Uh, old girl was looking over my shoulder. Saw uh, white paper tissue <laughs> shoved up my ass. Uh, no joke. Uh, asked me what the fuck was in my ass. And, and I had to clinch up real quick. Rolled over. Said, oh, man, you know, I just just took a dump. Maybe some, some tissue broke off in there. You know, I didn't want to give up. Uh, 
I was too embarrassed back then uh, about the ass napkin, <laughs> or uh, I probably would have just fessed up and said, "Oh man, I forgot to I forgot to take the ass napkin out." And you do need to change it from time to time, depending on how how long you're gonna be out in the elements. Um, so that's the the public service announcement, the once a year public service service announcement for the ass napkin. Um, we can now get on to the episode uh, number seventy three. The Whiskey Sick Podcast. We're nearing the three quarters of a century mark of the Whiskey Sick Podcast. Um, we got some um, big fights this weekend. Big fucking fights. Let me pull these things up. We had some big fights. Um, we've been having some big fights. There was some bare knuckle shit uh, this past weekend. Artem Lobov. Uh, we're going to get into that shit with Polly and all that nonsense. That's where the Polly Malinaji Mal- shit's going to come into. Uh, but that bare knuckle boxing shit is fucking brutal. Uh, that's everything that Joe Rogan talks about. If you ever watch, uh, listen to Joe Rogan's podcast, he's always talking about how MMA should be without gloves and shit. I don't agree. Um, I ain't into having good fights ruined by broken hands and shit. Uh, that's, you know, imagine how many fights would just be ruined right off the bat. Um, and I don't want to dissuade people from using their fists. That's the, one of the best parts of, of, uh, mixed martial arts is, is, is fucking punching. It's a fucking beautiful thing when you have somebody who knows how to box, do on, on some Lomachenko shit up in there. You want to see that shit. You don't want to see somebody like when, uh, Matt, uh, when, uh, what was that dude's, um, the guy that Uriah Faber, he, he fought uh, something brown. Uh, he, he's over there in, uh, in Florida training motherfuckers. Uh, uh, ginger dude. Uh, y'all know who the fuck I'm talking about. Anyways, I'm talking about back in the day when uh, Uriah Faber fought him and he broke both of his hands early in the fight and he was basically just throwing elbows the rest of the fight. Completely ruined the fight. Who knows if you know Uriah Faber had gotten uh, knocked out before that. Uh, now I'm going to have to go look up this dude's name. Mike Brown. Mike Brown. I was thinking Matt Brown. Mike Brown. Uh, the second time that uh, Uriah Faber fought Mike Brown, he broke broke both of his hands early in the fight, and he was literally just throwing elbows from there on out, ruined the fucking fight. Um, so I I, I don't want to see um, people use their hands less in mixed martial arts uh, for fear of breaking them. I mean, you can break your hand easily. Um, but in these bare-knuckle dudes, these dudes are out here just throwing motherfucking hands willy-nilly. I don't know how many of them are breaking their hands, but the faces are, are looking like ground beef. Um, Artem won. I, I thought he won all three rounds. It, uh, Jason Knight, he fought this dude, Jason Knight. Uh, that motherfucker came came to fucking bang. Um, I, I really didn't think he was going to be able to hang in there with uh, with Artem. Artem, let's be real, man. Let's get into this motherfucking poly shit then. Fuck it. Let's be real. This motherfucker, Artem, he might not, might not be the best mixed martial artist, but this dude bangs. He throws bombs. He keeps his head right up there. Um, not a whole lot of movement. He throws from the waist and he throws often. He has good cardio, um, good pressure. Um, he, he does do some good counter head movements. He'll, he'll, he'll slip you and then counter you real quick, but that's pretty much the end of it. But he was doing that all night against Jason, uh, uh, Jason Knight. I mean, he was slipping everything and then countering him over the top. Um, he learns that shit from training with Conor McGregor, but he just throws a lot of hands, man, and he throws heavy. He can knock you. He knocked this dude Jason Knight down like three or four times in the fight, like legitly a couple times. Um, I think he even got knocked down one time. It was go look up this fight from this past weekend. That shit was actually a really good, really good fight. Chris Lieben's over there. If you remember Chris Lieben, one of the original Ultimate Fighters, I think he was in Ultimate Fighter One. He's out here in Dago Bitch, California now. Uh, he's at uh, my old gym, one of my old gyms, uh, the arena out here. He's one of the head coaches there. I think he teaches wrestling and MMA and shit over there. Um, he's knocking fools out. He just knocked out Phil Baroni over there in the bare, bare knuckle shit. Um, 
But uh, Artem Lobov, man, he's he's a dangerous motherfucker. And and, and this dude, if y'all didn't see, uh, this dude, Polly Malinaji, slapped Artem uh, the other day. I, I'll be honest with you. I thought this whole time that this weekend... Artem was fighting Pauli Malignaggi. Didn't I, I think I even mentioned on the po- on the last podcast that they were going to fight. I thought they were fighting like right now. So when I saw Jason Knight, I was all kinds of confused. I was all kinds of high, which led me to be all kinds of confused. And uh, I, I thought he was fighting fucking Pauli. I mean, it was it was like fucking. I lost my chubby as soon as I saw it was Jason Knight. I was like, oh fuck. All right, I'll fucking watch it. But so, what was all this hoopla about? What, what, what was this dude Polly Malnaji out here fucking yelling and screaming and acting like a complete fucking? Uh, he's a motherfucking psychopath. My man's fucking lost in the game. Homie's out here, uh, out here trying to. Homie, you gonna fuck around and pick an actual fight? You gonna fuck around with Artem and pick an actual fight? You, this isn't the ring, homeboy. Uh, you're out here wilding the fuck out in the streets. Uh, when you're in the streets, uh, Mr. Polly, you ain't protected by the rules of the ring. You ain't, you're not, Artem is not limited by the rules of the ring. It's not a, a punching competition when you're in the streets. It's into a, a fucking ass-kicking competition at that point. And, and, and what the fuck are you going to do, Polly Malinaji, if none of those motherfuckers are around? To stop this bullshit, your little half-ass, little 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 weenie-ass slap. First of all, I thought it was kind of maybe WWE shit because he didn't really slap him that hard. He just kind of like soft touched him, like he 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 thought better of it, but wanted to do it, but wanted to act tough, but didn't know how how far he wanted to act tough. I I don't know what the fuck it was, but let's just assume that he meant to hit him. This wasn't staged WWE shit. Um, oh, my fucking speaker hitting up. Um. Let, let's just assume that it wasn't a, a, a whole setup. He would never do that shit. If that if that shit was like 30 minutes earlier, back in the fucking hotel at the, the fucking Holiday Inn, uh, in line at the Continental Breakfast in the morning, Polly Malinaji isn't approaching Artem Lobov like that, much less slapping him. But here there's a whole lot of people, so he slaps him and then goes and starts talking shit. Talking greasy, some Mike Tyson eat your children shit. Like, this motherfucker's out here like, I'll fucking rape you. I'll fucking stick my dick down your throat. Um, no, not all that shit, maybe. Um, I'm not saying that he didn't say that. Um, but he was talking about killing him, like literally killing him, burying him or some shit, um, having a funeral for, for Artem. My man is, is, is motherfucking lost. What the fuck are you going to do, Polly, when this motherfucker picks you up over his motherfucking head, slams you, Rains elbows on top of you and then grabs your motherfucking neck and, and, and takes it. What the fuck is Polly Malinaji going to do? He thinks that he's uh, that, that they're going to get into a fight and that Artem is just going to um, obey um, boxing rules out in the street in, in the fucking Holiday Inn uh, uh, fucking conference room. No. He's coming in and he's going to break you to fucking pieces. And, and Artem's not a huge wrestler, grappler. He knows a fuck ton more than this motherfucker. Look, MMA is fighting. Boxing, we've done, we've gone over this, is a punching contest. It's like going to war and only being able to bring pistols. That's what boxing is. MMA, you get to bring all the weapons. You get to bring the motherfucking nukes, the bazookas, the tanks. You get to bring your entire motherfucking arsenal. 
My man, my mellow, my mellow, my man. Artem Lobov could take you however the fuck he wanted you. Polly, however, he'd start with your mouth. And then work his way down to that starfish, mijo. He'd serve it up. He would serve you up however the fuck he wanted to serve you up. A la mode, al dente, a la carte. Entree with a side of motherfucking taters. He could serve you however the fuck he wanted to serve you out there. Be careful, mijo. You fucking around, homie. You gotta be very, very careful right now, Polly. You, you walk in a very fucking thin line. You gonna fuck around and end up in a real ass fucking fight. There's not gonna be any, any, uh, what's that weird dude, uh, uh, that uh, referee, that, the funny ass referee. I forget the motherfucker's name. There's no referee. There's no John McCarthy to pull this motherfucker off you. Um, I'm telling you right now, man, you, you, you want to get all up in that shit, you need to bring, I say this all the time. I challenge motherfuckers. I say, you know, bring your ass to the fucking Thunderdome. Kickboxing rules in the Thunderdome. I smoke Polymalanaji. I said it. There I said it. If there's kickboxing rules, I smoke Polymalanaji. What the fuck you think a guy like Artem's going to do to a guy like that? In the streets? He's going to smoke him. And you can say, oh, well, you know, Polly's talking shit about a boxing match. But he ain't in... The fucking boxing match when he's slapping motherfuckers in the goddamn street. Boxing rules are no longer in effect. Polly, be very motherfucking careful. You're going to get that fucking starfish served up. Nice and, and, and fucking medium rare. I don't know where you've been. I ain't going rare. We ain't going rare with that fucking culo. We're going to go a, a little a little less pink. We're going to go a little medium rare with that little that fucking starfish. We're going to serve you up. little al dente. A la carte on the side, motherfucker. So there was that. If you didn't see that shit, go watch uh, uh, Artem. And then, I, here's my prediction. Um, Polly saw that shit. He saw both of their motherfucking faces, Artem's and Jason Knight's, and doesn't want no part of that shit. He's going to find a way to, to gracefully, uh, he's looking all around right now. He's in the club looking all around for the motherfucking exit. He's looking, he, he, he's looking for somebody to, to um, Uncle Phil his ass out the motherfucking exit door. He's looking to, to be jazzy Jeffed out the motherfucking door right now, trying to find a motherfucking exit so he doesn't have to fight Artem without no fucking gloves on. What the fuck is Polly Malinaji going to do? He don't know the first thing about defending strikes like that. It's a big difference. We've gone into this before. When you have big ass, you know, 10, 12 ounce gloves to block shit with, now you have nothing but like five, six inches of fucking knuckles. Nah, homie. You're going to get pieced up. Just look at both of their faces. He saw that shit. Look like hamburger help, helper. Both of them motherfuckers. You should see their after, the day after photos. So Polly's going to find his way. He's looking all around for a fucking exit. He's looking to be ushered the fuck out the back door. Promise you that shit. I, I, I'd be real surprised if he ends up really actually stepping into that little fucking uh, circle cage thing that they fucking use in, the, in, in Bear Nose. Is it, is it a cage or a ring? I can't even remember. Shit's pretty dope, though. I'll take it. I'll, I'll take it. It's like some Kimbo Slice, uh, Jorge Masvidal backyard shit. It's, it's just a little, it's a step higher than that shit. It's just a better, it's better scenery. It's a better backdrop, you know? Like Street Fighter and Mortal Kombat, the whatever's in the background of them fighting. That's just that's the only fucking difference. It's in a fucking cage instead of somebody's out in their patio next to their fucking uh, grill master and shit. Um, let me save this. My computer been acting crazy. I need to save this shit all the time. All right.
We back. We back. Let's get let's get into some fucking fight talk. Um, some more fight talk. Uh, we had Barboza versus Gaethje this past weekend or two weekends ago. I don't know if I I don't I can't fucking remember if I broke this fight down or not. Um, went down pretty much the way I thought it would go down. I couldn't choose. It was a toss up. I thought that um, Gaethje was a a bad matchup uh, for the homie. Uh, Edson Barbosa. Barbosa can be bullied. He's been bullied in every one of his losses. Um, people move him back, extra aggressive with him. Um, he 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 just gets caught. And 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 Gaethje just went out there, uh, established his leg kicks before Edson Barbosa could. Edson got a few off. Um, Gaethje got some strong ones out in there early, and it might have affected Edson Barbosa. The leg kicker getting kicked like that. Um, and 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 and, Ga- and Gaethje just stayed in his face and just put pressure on um, through looping hard punches like he does. Bit down on his mi- mouthpiece and, and he and he finished Edson Barbosa in under around like two two and a half minutes. I think he finished him in two and a half minutes uh, with a right hook. Deaded him. Deaded him. Just walked through Edson Barbosa. Nobody's done that. Well, Khabib has. On the ground in a much different way, Khabib has. Um, but I did he finish? I think he did. Did he finish Barbosa or did Barbosa get to the end? I can't remember if he if he if Barbosa got finished by Khabib or not. Um, he should have been if if he didn't. Um, but Justin Gaethje, what's next for that guy? I, I fucking want to see him fight Conor McGregor. And I know C- Conor's over here wilding out. Uh, y'all didn't see him call. Uh, Listen, I got to be real with y'all. I chuckled. I know you shouldn't chuckle with, with that shit that Connor said. He said, your wife's a towel mate. And it was a picture of Khabib with his wife in the, in the garb. And it was fucked up. It's, it was more like not that the sentiment. It was just that this guy, Connor, saying this shit was like funny. It was like, oh my God, this fucking guy. Uh, this dude's out here, you know, sexual abuse allegations, which... Who knows about that shit? Mighty fishy. You got you got to be look. I mean, nowadays all these ladies. No, no offense, not saying that you know, but all they got to do is make a claim, and it ruins your motherfucking life nowadays. So uh, they they know what they're doing. I don't know how how much about that shit, but it's not a good look for Connor to have his name attached to that shit. Then now it's this kind of shit, and he's deleting this thing, and then Khabib's coming back with his his uh, you're a rapist shit. I mean, it, it's getting motherfucking ugly, um, and I don't know why the hell. Connor thinks he deserves a rematch um, against Khabib. He got tooled. He got sunned. He got pappied. He got he got hands placed all about his motherfucking face. Uh, he got dominated for four fucking rounds. I think maybe he won the third round. I think he did just enough to do the third round. I think maybe Khabib was just kind of uh, taking his time. Really, he just he just wanted to savor this ass whooping that he was giving him. Wanted to give him another round so he can go in there and really pound his ass. Uh, let let. Connor get tired for another round, and then round four, he's not going to be able to defend himself. And that's pretty much what, how it went down. Choked him, tapped him. So you know how it went. But I think Connor versus Gaethje is a barn burner. That's a that's a crazy fight right there. That's that's either Gaethje's going to get slept up real quick if the old Connor can come in there and land some precise punches, um, moving backwards while Gaethje's moving forward like a fucking Terminator and shit. But if Connor doesn't finish. Gaethje inside of a round, it's all Gaethje at that point. Gaethje will will destroy Conor McGregor at that point. Leg kicks um, and just getting in his face, roughing him up, maybe probably more than likely taking him down, beating him up a little on the ground. All he has to do is clinch with him. He can beat him up in the clinch and just stay right in his face. 
and, and it would be very, very ugly for Conor McGregor, but I think it would be a, a crazy-ass, uh, crazy-ass fight. Um, that was pretty all, all, all that was. I did pick Josh Emmett to beat Michael Johnson. That's just, uh, that was also in that fight card. He did it. Michael Johnson, if you didn't see that fucking fight, this little dude, Josh Emmett, he was about to lose a decision. Michael Johnson was about to edge him in a decision, and there was like a minute or so left, and he overhand righted this dude, uh, Emmett, Josh Emmett, overhand righted uh, Michael Johnson and slept him up, Willie. Slept up Johnson up in there. So this weekend, let's get this shit, let's get this shit. This weekend we got uh, events. We have Max Holloway going to 155 pounds to fight Dustin Poirier that fought once before. In the last episode of the Whiskey Sick Podcast, I said that um, Dustin finished him um, with a darse choke. No, he finished him from a mounted triangle. He actually had him in a tight arm bar, transitioned it to the, to the, uh, to the triangle choke, and had an, had an arm bar triangle on him from the mount. So he actually finished... Um, I think uh, Max Holloway actually tapped because of the arm bar from the top. He had him in a full triangle choke from the top and the arm fully extended, wrenching on it, and, and Holloway tapped. That was seven years ago, though. That was a long time. Uh, their styles, um, I watched that fight again, and, and you know, there's they, a lot, they do a lot of the same stuff. They do a lot of the same stuff. Their bodies have, have kind of filled out a little more. They're a little bit stronger. Um, and more durable, but they, they look, you know, I, I'm sure uh, Max Holloway has learned a lot more jiu-jitsu since then, but I, I guarantee you Dustin Poirier is looking to take this motherfucking fight to the ground. Um, I don't see why he wouldn't. I, you, you know, he finished him there um, the first time, uh, literally walked right through him as soon as he got to the ground. Uh, he was taking some punishment early on, though, in that fight um, on, on the feet. And I think he actually finished it in the first round or the second round. Um, this is going to be a good fight. This is going to be a really good fight. I was going back to, to thinking who, who Dustin beat. He, he beat world champion. He beat Gaethje. Um, he beat Alvarez. Um, he smoked somebody else after, uh, in, in, that, in, in like a three-fight win streak. He smoked like good fighters, and he finished all three of his last fights. So, I, I, you know, I was wondering why he kind of got a title, title shot, but um, he, he smoked Gaethje. Uh, he took some punishment, but m- more than not, he, he kind of walked through Gaethje a little bit at times of that fight. Um, got a little, got rocked towards the end and then found his way back and then just finished Gaethje. And it's hard to finish fucking Justin Gaethje. Um, so I, who am I picking? That's what you're asking. Gecko, who the fuck are you picking? <sighs> this is tough, man. This is really tough. Um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with what ha- I would think would have to be the upset. I'm going to take... I don't know why I'm going to take Dustin Poirier. I think he can get it to the ground. Um, I think he can bang long enough to get this to the ground. I think, you know, for the first time in a while, Max Holloway hasn't really been in fights that are, you know, too competitive. There were times in the Brian Ortega fight where Ortega was landing some big shots uh, throughout that fight. Even in the fourth round when he eventually got finished, um, he was landing some shots. He was eating a barrage of punches and then would come back and land his own. He, he didn't just completely wilt. Um, he did do some damage. But in a real ass ass kicking like barn burning type fight, Max Holloway hasn't been in one of those in a while. And I think um, here's a guy, Dustin Poirier, who can actually hurt him with the stand up and then work these takedowns, get him up against the cage, take him down, and at least control large pers- uh, portions of these rounds and 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 win a decision. I'm gonna give it to Dustin Poirier. That's crazy. I never would have thought he'd be a champ. This is some you know Fisher Price. Uh, WWE belt, interim belt that means absolutely fucking nothing. Um, but 
whatever. If I had it, you know, I, I say that shit, but if I had it, I'd be all over the fucking world with that motherfucking belt. I'd be taking it everywhere. Uh, taking that shit to fucking Target. Taking that shit to the car wash, the 7-Eleven. Wherever the fuck I go, I'd be taking that goddamn belt. Um, but still, fuck that belt. You also have Gastelum versus the last style bender for another Fisher-Price belt. Uh, another interim belt. Um, Robert Whitaker was supposed to fight Gastelum, but, but blew his booty hole out. If you remember, um, they made it sound like he was going to be right back in there. They said he got red-socked, like literally red-socked. His, his booty hole came out. He had like a hernia, and his booty hole exited his exit. It exited his rear end. They had to like tuck it back in there and sew it in there like a, a genuine like 100% literal red sock is i think you know um i didn't check my sources you know i didn't go too far no no sources cited no bibliography none of that shit but i heard he had a red sock so it wasn't that good but they said he was going to come back within a month and then he was going to fight Kelvin Gastelum within a month of the original fight date and that doesn't seem to be the case so uh hopefully um my man um uh, I really like uh, Robert Whitaker. Hopefully, homie, um, you, you're going to probably be using a bidet. You probably ain't wiping very much. Uh, I was going to suggest the Charmin wet wipes. Very soft, Cottonelle-ish. I think they're made by Cottonelle. Um, but you probably in that bidet territory right now. But get well soon. Um, I think him versus Gaslam would be a crazy-ass fight. I really wanted to see that fight, so I was I was a little disappointed in that. But the last style bender, man, I'm looking at this fight. And we've kind of seen Gastelum fight this type of fight when he won the Ultimate Fighter. Uh, if you watch the uh, countdown, they show him fighting um, in, in the Ultimate Fighter finale. I forget the homie's name. Fuck it. Um, who, who had a, a kickboxing... Fuck, let me look this up. Uriah Hall. When he fought Uriah Hall in the Ultimate Fighter finale, I, I mean, he was like a kickboxing... He was knocking fools dead in, in the competition, but Gastelum used his wrestling, outstruck him, um, if I'm looking at these two fighters, who's the mo more well-rounded mixed martial artist? That's a hundred percent Kelvin Gastelum. He has more ways to win this fight. Stylebender. What worries me about him? He only has one way to win the fight. It's all stand up, and I think he could have finished Anderson Silva anytime he wanted to fight. And I felt that in other fights, he's just not aggressive enough. Like if you watch his old kickboxing matches, he was he was way more aggressive. Like uh, maybe you know, I guess you got to be more careful with takedowns and shit now. Um, but I. You know, one of Kelvin Gastelum's strengths is mixing his wrestling and his his, his stand-up. Um, and he hasn't forgot about his wrestling. He does use it. Um, he's been finishing people pretty quickly. So um, he lands that left hand. I don't know how he lost to uh, Chris Weidman. He dropped Chris Weidman at the very end of that first round. If the bell hadn't rang, he probably finishes Chris Weidman. But there's been instances when he fought Tyron Woodley at welterweight back in the day. There's been a couple instances where he just looked like he didn't even want to be there and he just straight up quit. So that's what you never know about Kelvin Gastelum. He, he's a, I ain't saying he's a quitter, but I'm saying he's a fucking quitter sometimes. You know what I mean? Like he's, he's been known to quit. And, and I, I don't know. I, I, think he takes, I think he takes this fight to the ground when he wants to. And I think he dominates uh, Stylebender for most of the, most of the fight. Um, I see it being like a, a decision 4-1, something like that, maybe 3-2 at best. Stylebender's got to come out and he's got to be aggressive. He can't be uh, tentative about the takedowns. you got to get in their face. Um, you got to uh, respectfully disrespect 
to take down. That's how you got to fight these motherfucking guys that want to take you down. You have to respectfully disrespect it. You can't respect it to this fact where you were to to the extent that you don't do shit and you see those dudes that don't throw uh they don't throw hands, they're just constantly worried about, you know, getting taken down, then they get fucking boxed up and taken down anyways. And you don't want to be that uh that motherfucker um, who runs across the cage uh, throwing bombs and just gets taken right down to the ground and never gets up for a whole five-minute round. Um, so you got to respectfully disrespect the stand-up. you got to find a fine median, a fine line in there. You have to attack, but you have to, you have to be careful when you attack. Um, but you got to stay in their face. You, got, you can't just let the, uh, a guy who wants to take you to the ground just, or just march you down. Um, you can't definitely do the Tyron Woodley and back yourself up against the cage. You have to use the open space. You want to control the center of the fucking octagon. Uh, you don't want to be, if you want to avoid takedowns, you don't want to be anywhere near those motherfucking cages. Um, so I think um, just looking at it, I'm gonna take, I'm gonna take Kelvin Gastelum. I think he's just a better fighter. If he goes and quits on me, I'll never pick his motherfucking ass again. Uh, but for this one, I think he's just, you know, we haven't seen a whole lot of Israel Adesanya, the last style bender. We haven't seen him. Uh, maybe he's fought a wrestler or some guy who's who's more takedown oriented um, and actually implements takedowns in fights. Um, I didn't go back and watch him, uh, but this is gonna be a real fucking uh test for him um uh, one of them's gonna be the interim champ the the fisher price champ so uh i'm gonna take kelvin gaslam i want to see him fight whitaker i think that's that's a fucking fight that's a that's a crazy fight eric andrews versus khalil roundtree bad motherfuckers both of them i, I think eric andrews is a little better i'll take that alan joban versus dwight grant i don't i, I know joban uh i'll pick him i haven't seen him fight in a while uh osp versus nikita krylov this is a tough fight I'm gonna take Krylov because OSP, him, him, and and, and Gaslam have a little bit uh, 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 of that quitting them. OSP has that that quitting them too. Um, so I'm gonna take I'm gonna take the other homie Nikita Krylov. That dude's you know you 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 have a, a Russian sounding name. I'm gonna fucking take you because uh, Russians are are bad motherfuckers. Um, so there's that. Uh, what else did we have? We talked about. Uh, Connor shit, we got all that, and fuck it, that's the end of fight talk, man, it is what it is, moving right along to another uh, Sancha side piece, uh, bottom Betty, if you will, my man, my mellow, my mellow, my man, my young ho, cool, my young ho, cool, my man is once again in the unemployment line, the AAF um, which is the uh, little Fisher Price League, if you will, uh, football league that was the uh, that was started. Um, I think it's uh, basically an adult little league football team, uh, football league um, that started. It was literally around for two two months. Uh, there was actually a team in San Diego called the Fleet. Uh, we lost the fucking Chargers. Now I ain't a Charger fan. If you're new to this uh, whiskey sick podcast, I'm a I'm a Dago bitch California fan. I'm a San Diego fan. I'm not a Charger fan, but I, I I do love them being in San Diego. They are San Diego. This bullshit in L.A. Fuck all that bullshit. So we lose as a city. We lose uh, the Chargers just to get the San Diego fucking fleet, uh, fucking knockoff brand, a fucking true value brand football team. Uh, that they try to sell us. It plays in a high school stadium, I think. I, I don't really even know where the fuck they, where the fuck uh, they even played their games, uh, all four of them. Um, but this dude, my young ho, I've been all up in his ass recently because now he's over here. He's the Ryan Bader 
uh, of, of football over here claiming that he's a, he's a fucking champ now or some shit. Like, my dude, you're you're the champion of Bellator. That ain't really a motherfucking champion. Just like this dude's uh, um, making a couple field goals in the AAF league. Uh, that's not the NFL, homie. When you were in the NFL, you missed four game-winning kicks or some shit like that in a row. And the Chargers went 0-4 to start the year and got your ass motherfucking kicked out. Then I started seeing this motherfucker around, Dago. He, I started seeing him around here. I started seeing him in my hometown, uh, my hometown of Poway at the indoor soccer park. He was over there playing indoor soccer for a little while. Um, seen him. I found out where he lived. I cruised by the pad, saw him out back with the Fisher Price uh, a fucking field goal set up back in, in the backyard, kicking field goals that way. Then he fucking worms his way into this AAF shit. And uh, they just announced uh, that they are, are closing up shop. They're, they're putting the do not disturb sign up on, on the door, the no soliciting. Um, they, they, they're fucking done. Um, so now my young ho is back in the unemployment line. Um, hitting that EBT button at checkout, using that EBT option, uh, hitting up them food stamps real nice, real proper. Um, the fucking new Roseanne show lasted longer than this AAF. If you think about it, um, that shit would last like 10 episodes before, uh, Roseanne fucked her way out of her own show. Um, so that lasted longer. I, I don't know what's next for, um, for my man, uh, my young ho. Uh, is it back to the YMCA indoor league, uh, soccer? Are you going to go back to soccer? I, I, I don't know. Um, maybe you can teach field goal kicking at a high school over here. Not, not Poway. You ain't going to my motherfucking high school, homeboy. Um, go to Rancho Bernardo or some shit like that. Um, or do you go XFL? Do we wait for this Vince, Vince McMahon? You can get another four games out of them. I'm sure the XFL, I'll, I'll take the XFL to last, you know, about five, six games. You know, I don't know how many of these uh, these AAF games went down, but I'll give, I'll give um, the XFL a little more credit to last a little bit longer. Um, just because, you know, if they come out with the chicks and the lingerie and all that wild shit and, you know, throw out all the stops, it might last a little bit longer. Um, but I guess that maybe that's your your your, your other uh, your other option right there, my young ho. Um, you know, we could put you back to work, uh, youth soccer camp or some shit like that. I don't know. Um, we'll figure it out. We can get you in touch with, with, with a hiring agency or some shit. I, I don't know. Come talk to me. Um... I've had to use the EBT button before. It's nothing. You know, it's nothing. You just look them dead in the fucking eye and push the fucking button. Ain't shit. Uh, You'll get over it real fucking quick. Um, But until then, um, back to the unemployment line for my young Hoku, who was just a few weeks ago showing himself, calling himself the fucking legend. He called himself a legend after kicking a game-winning field goal in a 17-14 game uh, for the... Uh, what the Atlanta some shits or other I I don't even fucking know for some fucking minor league team he's calling himself a legend because he finally made a kick he was like oh and 212 and then finally made the 213th attempt and now all of a sudden in his mind he was a legend again um so um we we feel for you um and also Johnny Manziel my man uh talked his way or did some stupid shit uh to get his ass kicked out of the, kicked out of the Canadian League like they don't even want him back They're like you can't play here no more I don't know what the fuck you do to do that shit I don't know whose wife you were smashing up in Canada getting smoking that fucking real good fucking northern ganja and then just going willy-nilly and just flinging dick everywhere I don't know what the fuck he was doing he, he was he was fucking everybody's wives or some shit or other because they don't want him back 
They said, no. So he goes to the AAF. I don't even think he got into a game. I think he was still in his warm-ups and shit and his little pajama-looking things on the sideline. And um, he never got in a game, and now he's unemployed again too. So I don't know. Maybe they both go to the XFL. Um, Johnny Menzel and my young ho uh my young ho. Uh, we still got love for you over here at the Whiskey Sick Podcast. Hopefully, um, this is the last time I, I talk about you for a little while. Um, no more shine. I do still follow this motherfucker on Instagram. That's how I, I keep up on my young Hoku uh, news. I, I saw his Instagram post calling himself a legend after kicking. They were like in some purple and gold uniforms on some like medieval times. Look, homies, homies look like they were knights from medieval times. You know that that show that they have. And they have it in Southern California where you can go to medieval medieval times and they have knights and shit and they do little old school like night games and shit where they um, joust each other and you eat chicken and shit in the stands. That's what these motherfuckers were looking. The admirals, I think they were the admirals or some shit. Atlanta admirals, some some shit or other. Anyways, fuck you, my young, my young hoe. Uh, hopefully, don't let don't help me keep your motherfucking name out my motherfucking mouth. Help me keep your name out my mouth. Moving right along. Fuck else we got going on. Um, LeVar and Lonzo. This shit was some shit. Did you see this? Uh, Lonzo Ball. Uh, and basically, I guess I, since I guess all the kids have kind of like distanced themselves from their from their father LeVar, because he um, had this guy running a Big Baller Brand. His partner in Big Baller Brand was apparently some like ex ex-convict that was in jail for like uh, all kinds of um what would you call it? financial frauds pulling all kinds of like i don't want to say embezzlement um but i'm saying embezzlement i don't know if that's part of it I, you know shit i don't know um but he some financial shit he's stealing monies and doing all sorts of shit this dude lavar ball says fuck it i'll hire you you're hired i like your credentials kid um, signs this motherfucker on the dotted line to help run his fucking company, which uh, represents Lonzo. Um, and you saw what happened with the whole shoe shit. They made they they sold shoes that they never even made. They sold shoes to motherfuckers, and they didn't even have any shoes to sell. Um, some people got their shoes, some didn't. Some of them fell apart. If you ever seen that movie Knock Off with Van Damme in the in the nineties, uh, homies, you know, trying to. Um, stop a counterfeit ring and like i don't know where the fuck they were it was a i don't want to use whack and van damme in the same sentence but if there ever was a whack van damme movie that was it uh homies running down the street in these knockoff sneakers and they like fall apart as he's running that's what these lonzo ball big baller brand fucking shoes like literally were they were like zion shoe like when zion williamson's shoe blew out and he almost blew his knee out when he was playing for duke a couple weeks ago that's what these uh, big baller brand shoes are on, some shit like that. And anyway, so this dude, um, LeVar, hires this dude. He hires a guy that was in jail, did prison time for financial fraud to run the fina- financial aspects of his business. So he was basically handling Lonzo's money, his, his accounts, and, and taking track of the money. This guy who was already in, in prison for this shit. It's like it's like having Casey Anthony. It's like having Casey Anthony babysit your kids. I mean, these motherfuckers, it's like, literally, it's like you see, you go to the bar. You go to uh, Black Angus. And you go to the bar at Black Angus and you see Bill Cosby back there shaking up drinks. And you go and order a drink from him. It's like that shit. Like that, that's what the equivalent 
is to hiring this dude to run your financials. It's like it's like motherfucking having Casey Anthony babysit your motherfucking kids. It's not a good fucking idea. If you posted this shit on um, Monster.com or Indeed.com, you probably would have found better um, candidates right away. Within within seconds, you probably would have found better candidates. Than, I mean, you went out of your way to find this motherfucker. And what ends up happening is that like a 1.5 milli. Uh, first of all, Lonzo. You had $1.5 million. I guess you got that much for probably... Been, I, okay, he was... I, I always forget. He's so trash that I forget he was the second overall pick. Uh, my man's in the NBA with a seventh grade jump shot. It's fucking crazy. Uh, my man literally shoots like I shot in seventh fucking grade when the ball was still too heavy to shoot like a regular jump shot. He's in the NBA. His dad talked him into the motherfucking NBA. I guess he did. You know, you know, you get signing bonus. You know, you know, you know, you know, you know. I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. But you get a signing bonus. So I guess that's how he had. I was impressed that he had a million and a half to steal. Like, I was like, fuck. He has, he's, he's that kind of taped up. Like, oh, uh, okay, cool. Um, but so now a million and a half goes missing. Now Lonzo w- w- wants to, like, sue this guy or take him to, take him to court. He's, he's gone so far as to, like, I think he had a big baller brand tattoo that he's now had covered up. That's, that's. That's when a man. That's when you got to a man's motherfucking heart when they're covering up their goddamn janky ass uh, tramp stamps on their arms. When they have tramp stamps on their arms and and they're covering it up, their 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 artificial love and shit. Like that's when you got them all up in the feelings, man. And, and so he's over here covering that shit up. I guess since the, uh, the the kids, the other kids, like they don't want nothing to do with like Lavar because they're like this dude's fucking everything up. It was this guy's idea to send these motherfuckers. The other two kids, the whack ass kids, um, overseas to um, to go play basketball, and I think it was professional, so they got paid. So the other, the young one who left high school to go do this shit, can now he can't come back to the United States and go to college and play college basketball because he's already made money as a professional. So it's against that. So he'd have to go straight to the NBA, and he's trash too, and he ain't going to the motherfucking NBA where he could have just stayed here and developed in high school and then gone to college and developed as a basketball player. This motherfucker was so greedy to make a buck off these motherfuckers like a, like a, a Hollywood kid mom or, or, or a dad or some shit or these motherfuckers that have their kids in uh, in the John Benet Ramsey type shit and, and, and these little pageant shows and shit. Uh, this dude, LeVar Ball, is just a pageant dad. That's all this motherfucker is. He's a pageant dad. He's just been using these motherfucking kids to try to make a buck and maybe finally they fucking realized it maybe they finally fucking realized it and not only that he's incompetent because he hired he hired bill cosby to be the bartender at his motherfucking wedding that's what this motherfucker did by letting this motherfucker uh um, run his financials of his motherfucking business that's on some stupid doo-doo dumb shit um and now big ball of brand is no more so if you if you have First of all, fuck you if you ordered these goddamn... Fuck it. I know Shannon Sharp ordered that shit. I, I see what he's doing. He's just trying to help a homie out. Whatever. If you if you have some on order right now and your, and, your, and your orders get canceled and they can't reimburse you the money, it's on you, homies. You buying these fucking super... Not, I mean, you get better balling-ass shoes at Payless right now. I'm telling you. Um, go to Payless right now. They're, they're closing up shop, so you got to be quick. I'm telling you. I'm right now. I'm in the Chonies and, and the Murder Champs, the all-blacked-out... Murder champs, the champions, uh, 27, 29.99 specials, 
30% off because they're going out of motherfucking business. And I'm rocking these, and I guarantee they're better than those 900. I don't even remember what they, they were. They were selling shoes the same price as those Gucci um, already pre-stepped in dog shit shoes that they sell now. They sell dog shit shoes, stu- shoes, used shoes. These shoes look like they've already been used. Stepped in dog shit. They have their interns go around stepping in dog shit before they, and then they put them out, out to sell and shit. That's that's the type of price, and they sell them for like $890 at Gucci. That's the kind of prices that Big Baller brand was asking for these goddamn shoes. Um, so if you can't tell, uh, it's fuck LeVar. It's fuck Lonzo Ball. I said go back. Go back. It's all on wax. It's all documented. When I said he ain't shit, he got his ass cracked in the NCAA tournament two years ago. Uh, uh, De'Aaron Fox cracked his motherfucking ass heads up. Kentucky versus UCLA. Go look at that shit. Cracked them. Went off for like 40 points in that game. Uh, De'Aaron Fox. Look at De'Aaron Fox now. Who the Lakers Lakers should have drafted. I think he went four or five. Maybe he, he went first top ten. Uh, but De'Aaron Fox went to the Sacramento Kings. And he's a bad motherfucker. And I said all day and night if I was going to take one of them, I would 100% take De'Aaron Fox. I said Lonzo Ball wasn't going to be shit. He ain't shit. He won't be shit. Who's right? Who's right? Who's still right? Who said he's the... If it wasn't for Markel Fultz, this motherfucker would be the biggest bust ever. Lonzo should be sending this motherfucker uh, uh, gift baskets every day thanking Markel Fultz for being a complete nincompoop. Because if it wasn't for him being the absolute worst pick ever at number one, Lonzo Ball would be. Even more than that guy from Wyoming a few years ago who got drafted number one. I can't remember his motherfucking name. He was out of the league in like three or four years. He's worse than that. He's worse than the motherfucker they took over Michael Jordan. He's worse than all that. Lonzo Ball, Trizzy, trash, homies. Just, just fucking trash. On, on the court, I'm sure he's a great dude. I'm not, I'm not over here. I'm sure he's a great dude. He's, you know, I've, I've heard his music. It's, that shit's trash, too. I don't know what's worse, his, his fucking rapping or his jump shot. They're both fucking Cardi B level. Like rapping. I mean, it's trash. And I, I see you, Cardi B. Cardi B over here. She's moving right along, motherfuckers. Just moving right along. Segwaying perfectly. Fucking getting fired up, man. I always got my heart's fucking racing right now. Fucking my head's pulsating. Now I'm thinking about Cardi B. This chick's over here. Talk, confessing. This chick's, what's up with these motherfuckers? They gotta, they gotta, uh, they literally gotta film themselves, record themselves, like doing everything. Like they can't. And then they talk stupid. This motherfucker Kodak Black talking about uh, uh, he sh- he's up there with Tupac and Biggie. And now he's he's over there talking about uh, filming himself or somebody was filming him talk about how he was going to smash Nipsey Hussle's old lady. Uh, give her uh, time, to, uh, no time or time, give her time to, to, to mourn and then try to holler at her or some shit. On some disrespectful ass shit. Motherfuckers were getting in his ass for that and they're over there filming that. Um, now you got this Cardi B on camera talking about how she used to drug dudes. Like, I think this was like a legit, she used to drug drug dudes and then, and then rob them. So she'd go back to like, I'm filling in blanks. I'm filling in a lot of blanks. I'll, I'll, I'll set the disclaimer. I'm filling in a lot of blanks because um, I just saw, how long is a fucking Instagram video? A couple seconds. I get my news through Instagram, okay? So however long the Instagram was uh, of this uh Cardi B fuckery. That's that's how much information I have on the subject. So have that out on on the on the fucking table. Um, I think she was going to bed with these dudes, going back to the fucking pad at the clubs and shit, um, and then drugging them and robbing them and dipping on some. And they're like, 
and and, and people started coming out and, and and rightfully so who drugs people and, and, and takes advantage of them now um you can say well it's not the same and some people are like it's not the same to come into her defense she's not raping these dudes how do we know you weren't there motherfuckers how do you know she's 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 getting these fucking dudes back there how do you know she's not She's not getting up in that that little snapper real quick. She ain't throwing these dudes in the, in the fucking diaper change and, and doing what the fuck she wants with them. We don't know that she didn't. She's willing to go that far. We don't know that she's not fucking riding these dudes out while they're asleep. We have no idea what the fuck's going on. I'm not saying she did. I'm not saying she didn't. Um, but we do know from her own uh, uh, snitching on her goddamn self. Uh, uh, snitches get stitches. But what happens when you're snitching on your motherfucking self? Uh, like on some R. Kelly shit, actually videotaping and, and, and documenting your fucking transgressions uh, for the world to fucking see your criminal activity uh, being documented by yourself. So this motherfucker's over here confessing to her uh, uh, to crimes by herself. She's drugging dudes and then stealing from them. And I get it, you know. She had to, you know, she she was a stripper. She was, you know, bad. You know, comes from, you know, not so good. You know, times. I guess times were fucking rough, but. Uh, I ain't giving her no motherfucking free pass. I've been riding this motherfucking Cosby out for, for a long fucking time, and I don't plan to get off that horse anytime soon. So I'm going to be on this fucking Cardi B shit. Not only is she over there winning Grammys for trash motherfucking music, trash motherfucking music. She, she ain't even writing that trash. She she Come on. Come on. Like, I ain't trying to, you know, dry hate, but if I'm going to, I'm going to come with the driest of Mojave Desert hate on this shit. This shit is super trash. Uh, you, you know it is. Do you, I've never actually heard or come in contact with anybody who was bumping Cardi B that wasn't just on the radio and they were just trying to get to the next song. I've never actually heard somebody bumping it outside of just it coming on the radio while they have the radio on. I've never heard Cardi B being bumped by any fucking buddy. And for the fucking dope albums that came out last year, for for this shit to be winning a fucking Grammy for the best rap album... Goddamn disgraceful. Now she's out here fucking uh, confessing. This bitch is on motherfucking ID network confessing this shit. Um, Nancy Grace style out here on her, on her goddamn self. So while we're talking about hip-hop before I get the motherfucker out of here. Man, I'm, I'm raging. Raging against the machine, man. Uh, Yellow Wolf, if you guys did not, I, I warned you a couple weeks. On the last episode, I believe, he had just dropped two singles. And uh, Trunk Music 3 dropped. And it is motherfuckers. It is it is flames. It's a five micer. It's five mics. There's no skippers in this shit. I, I mean, when I love, I love hard. When I hate, I hate hard. If I hate, I, I hate dry. But when I love, I love hard too. And, and this fucking album, Trunk Music 3, go get on that shit. All the tracks have already been added to the Whiskey Sick playlist. If you haven't been on... If you don't have Spotify, I'm telling you, and you love music, $9.99 a month. It's the best $9.99 a month you'll ever spend. Get that premium. Get that premium because you can literally listen to anything. I listen more than to more than $10 worth of music every year, uh, every day, every day. And we have the Whiskey Sick Podcast playlist. It's under the playlist name, That Old Dope Shit. That OL Dope Shit. And I got, it's it's almost 1,700 songs long. It's known as the greatest playlist of all times. And every single one of these tracks is added to that motherfucking playlist. It's it's all the classics 
classic shits. Classics after classics. Golden era hip hop to me, which was like mid nineties to early two thousands. Lot of that. Lot of that era of hip hop. Early nineties, a little bit of that, but that's a little getting a little bit before my time. Um, but mid nineties and on, uh, all all the classic shit. Onyx, the Wu Tangs, the DPGs, the fucking Cypress Hills, the fucking uh, Scarfaces, the fucking uh, Outcasts, the M, the Dre, everything, everything. Terror Squad, uh, Big Pun, everything, homies, everything. Meth and Red, dope shit on there. Go listen to that fucking podcast, uh, to that that playlist, all this shit. Go listen to Trunk Music 3. We're waiting for Schoolboy Q's album. He just dropped a new single out today. Um, I'm, I'm waiting for that shit, but there is dope-ass hip-hop out there. Um, there were dope-ass hip-hop albums last year, including Eminem, who dropped a motherfucking gem, including Royce the 5'9", who dropped a fucking gem, including Lupe Fiasco, who dropped a fucking gem, including uh, uh, Pusha T, who dropped a motherfucking gem, um... Off the top of my head, that's all I can remember. But those were all way better hip-hop albums than fucking Cardi B. And I'm telling you right now, Trunk Music 3 is... I don't know how anybody's gonna top this shit. This shit this shit should be Grammy-nominated shit. The fact that you have music like Cardi B being the shit that is recognized in the hip-hop community is goddamn sad. And, and, and these old-time DJs and shit always talk shit about these younger artists and the mumble rap and all the bullshit. But then they're the first motherfuckers to come on and have uh, these same motherfucking type artists on their motherfucking shows and shit. They're the ones spinning the same exact fucking shit every time. You get these motherfucking uh, old-time DJs talking shit, talking out both sides of their motherfucking mouth. Um, and, and, and they never represent that dope shit. This shit, Yellow Wolf, should be on regular-ass radio. You should be listening. Like back in the day when you turned to a hip-hop station actually got hip-hop back in the 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 satellite days early satellite days i've I've had serious radio since it came out and the early days um shade before uh, it was shade 45 when it first came out in like 2005 and and before that they had hip-hop nation and another uh uh another hip-hop uh channel they played raw ass shit like dope shit like how how wu-tang and all that kind of shit like all the time, and now it's slowly kind of made its way to sound, really sounding like terrestrial radio and shit, so it's sad, but this is this type of shit, Trunk Music 3, go bump that shit, that is Whiskey Sick Podcast Approved, bangers after bangers, go listen to that shit, your boy Moody Hank is back in the lab, yes, I'm coming back with some new music, um, I'm, gonna, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna fucking hit y'all upside the head with it, um, I'm sorry I got a little out of control today, I get fired up, you know how I do, you know how I do. Um, my throat, I'm, I'm, I feel like I've uh, ran a fucking half marathon right now. I'm, I'm, I'm gassed, I'm tired, you know, but um, if it's championship rounds, I'd be ready for it. Um, listen, Triple Champ, update on the Triple Champ. Triple Champ is, uh, he's progressing very well now. He's starting to get very quick now. Uh, he's, he's always got his hands up. He loves chilling. The only time he's really chill is when he's watching me. Watching me in the Thunderdome, uh, hitting the bags and shit. He's in there. He's he's a natural. He's already standing. Um, he's three months old. He just turned three months old. He's he's uh, we drilling his triangles. We're drilling his arm bars. We're drilling his guard. Um, his butterfly guard. Just real basic shit right now. Um, stand up, coming along. You know, he when he's able to actually stand up on his own. Uh, I think we'll we'll progress a little bit more. But the triple champ is finally starting to. He's coming along. He's coming along. He's he's strong, strong like bull. Um, he's gonna he's gonna smash some Bettys too. He's gonna slay some Bettys uh, respectfully. He's gonna slay with permission. He's gonna slay some Bettys in his day. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna be living vicariously through this young man. Um, he is gonna he's gonna 
He's going to devastate, in a good way, devastate some Bettys in his lifetime. He's, he's going uh, gonna to leave a trail of broken hearts behind him. Um, and, I, and I'm all on board. You know, uh, my, this, this homie's going he's, he's gonna to smash some Bettys. It, it is what it is. Um, I'm already, I'm, I'm, I can see it coming. He, he's, he's, he's built like, a, he's, he's a little dude, but he, he's not, he, he's, 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 he's on weight right now. We're ready for Conor McGregor Jr. I'm telling you right now, he's gonna, we, we will finish Conor McGregor Jr. I don't know what we're looking at, 2032, something like that, the year 2032, whenever they're, whenever they're like 18 years old, 20, whatever, um, we're going to finish Conor McGregor Jr. inside of a round. It's on wax right now. Uh, Whiskey Sick Podcast, episode 73. But that's all I got for you motherfuckers. Um, you dig this shit? Tell your homies to tell their motherfucking homies. Check out the uh, um, check out the Spotify playlist. I dare you to tell me this shit ain't dope. Hit me up at SethGecko858 at Yahoo.com. Holler at me, whatever the fuck you want. If you want to talk shit, uh, make it clever, make me laugh. Um... Uh, whatever the fuck you want to hear me talk about, I don't give a fuck. Just hit, hit, hit a homie up. I get lonely, all right? I get motherfucking lonely. So hit me up. Um, I'll leave all the links and shit in the bottom. You know how the fuck I do. This is Whiskey Sick Podcast, episode number 73, and I'm out, motherfuckers. Last time that I checked, check, check. it was five chains on my neck. It was no smut on my rep. Last time that I checked, I was selling zones in the set. Make a quarter mil, no sweat. Last time that I checked. I'm the streets voice out west, legendary self-made progress. Last time that I checked, first you get the money, the respect, and the power in the halls come next. Last time that I checked, I've been self-made from the dribble. I was been saying I'ma kill him. Nah, playing no games with you niggas. Pop clutch, switch lanes on you niggas. Nah, I laid down the game for you niggas. Taught you how to charge more than what they paid for you niggas. On the whole thing for you niggas, reinvest, double up, then explain for you niggas, it gotta be love. Run the city, it gotta be cuz. It's for the pieces, I took off the Monopoly board. Hey, y'all niggas, false claims, it gotta be fraud. Just keep the hood about your mouth and you gotta be charged. I doubled up, tripled up, nigga, what? Banged on the whole game, I ain't give a fuck. Nobody tripping, handle business, got my digits up. And when I drop, you know I'm about to fuck. Last time that I checked, check. it was five chains on my neck. It was no smut on my rep last time that I checked. I was selling zones in the set. Make a quarter mil, no sweat last time that I checked. I'm the streets voice out west. Legendary self-made progress last time that I checked. First you get the money, the respect, and the power in the halls come next. Last time that I checked. No cosign, I ain't need radio to do mine. I done fine and I take my time. And take my tribe, every level that I crossed in this game like state lines. It was visionary. Either I'm genius or you niggas scary. Maybe it's both in this balance I deliver daily For every nigga in these streets trying to feed the babies The single mama's working hard not to miss a payment And dirty money get washed on royalty statements Black owners in this game are powerful racists Young niggas in the set just doing it makeshift Out the garage, it's how you end up in charge, it's how you End up in penthouses, end up in cars, it's how you Start off a curse, server, end up a boss, it's how you Win the whole thing and lift up a cigar with sweat dripping down your face Cause the mission was fun I checked, check. it was five chains on my neck it was no smut on my rep last time that I checked. I was selling zones in the set. Make a quarter mil, no sweat last time that I checked. I'm the streets voice out west. Legendary self-made progress last time that I checked. First you get the money, the respect, and the power in the halls come next. Last time that I checked. I got the front and in the back. 
We on the way and that's a fact. This real, this ain't rap. Where everybody wanna act pro black. The last lie you heard, this ain't that. This that. I didn't made it out the gutter shit. Nip told you fuck the middle man. I told you fuck a bitch. Fuck wearing they clothes, I wear my own shit. Y'all get on y'all label, I own my own bitch. Hey yeah, I remember all that game you thought me. Don't fuck around and get played by the label owners. Talk that shit to these niggas, Adrian Broner. But secure the window, don't let the game fold you. Cause when it's game over, it's really game over. And all they do is play the game till it's game over. And you be giving game like a big brother mission. Never let them take it from us. Last time that I checked, it was five chains on my neck. It was no smut on my rep. Last time that I checked, I was selling zones in the set. Make a quarter mil, no sweat. Last time that I checked, I'm the streets voice out west. Legendary self-made progress. Last time that I checked, first you get the money, then respect. Then the power and the hoes come next. Last time that I checked.